Dionisio at the plate, he's over for 2 today. Swakowski, the big right hander, lets it go. It's right down Broadway. Dionisio lets it fly, and it's... Oh, it's raining now. Welcome to another episode of Rain Delay Theater, the podcast where two bums talk about other bums at baseball games. I'm Jack Swakowski. And I'm Jeremy Dionisio. And for the first time since 2021, we are making it to a different uh, ballpark that is not the Cubs or the Sox. Uh, we went to the Beloit Skycarp game, our first ever Beloit Skycarp game We've uh, uh, since they rebranded, uh, formerly the Snappers. Uh, we went there on June 15th. Uh, so it was a little while ago, but we had two uh, two Cubs games to cover as well. So we figured since these guys are in the minors, they're not going to be in the majors for a while. It's kind of evergreen. We held off. But these are the events from that night. But it is two, episode 203. So, Jeremy, uh, let's have your 203 guy. All right, Jack. Um, so I went with uh, 203 saves. Mm. And I went with uh, Jeff Shaw. Oh, yeah, sure. I remember Jeff Shaw. Uh, yeah. Travis Shaw's father. Yeah, father of Travis Shaw uh, would be more relevant uh, claim uh, for Jeff Shaw. But before Travis Shaw um, was a big leaguer, Jeff Shaw was uh, a pretty good um, closer, um, as evidenced by his uh, 203 saves. Um, it's interesting. He didn't like become like a full-time closer till like um, he was already like about six, seven years in the league and age 30. Um, he bounced around to a bunch of different teams, uh, before, uh, he kind of did that. So he started off with the, uh, Cleveland Indians, uh, played on the, uh, Montreal Expos, um, had nine games with the White Sox and then went to the, uh, to the Reds. And, um, I wish, again, I wish that a baseball reference had his, uh, holds numbers. Sure. Um, I assume that he was probably pitching, um, you know, in like uh, late innings, you know, even like he was probably a setup guy. Um, mm. But in 97, he got he led the league with 42 saves um, for the for the Reds with a 238 ERA. And um, I was reading uh, his Wikipedia and he re he signed uh, an extension uh, with the Reds in um, 97 uh, that was supposed to like uh, kick in after his contract uh expired it was a three-year extension um because he's from the uh the area he said like he could drive to uh, to to the bar the, the park from his home and mm -hmm. uh you know live close by and then the reds traded him <laughs> to the dodgers um and he was pretty pissed about it uh, it sounds like and um he was going to like uh request a trade from the dodgers and then the dodgers had to, like sign him to a big extension and if you look at his baseball reference he signed um he got basically uh, once he went to the Dodgers, he basically signed like looks like a fifteen million dollar contract, something like yep. that, mm -hmm. maybe a little more, and uh, that's where he made most of his career earnings. Uh, I think they said it made him as like the second highest closer, uh, which I assume is maybe behind Mariano Rivera at that point mm -hmm. uh, in ninety nine, two thousand, two thousand one. Um, so yeah, so then he finished uh, his career closing for the Dodgers. Um, and then, yeah, made an all-star his last year and then I guess retired. I wonder if he just straight up just wanted to get, get back to Ohio or something um, and figured yeah. he made enough money. Um, between him and, and Travis, uh, you know, the Shaw family should probably be in good shape for a while. Um, 
but uh, but yeah, so most of his saves came at you know in his thirties in his in his in the last like stretch of his career. Um, but uh, yeah, two time All Star. Um, yeah, just pretty good numbers. Let's see what his strikeout yeah strikeout numbers. You know he was never really. It seems like he was never like a, he wasn't actually a big strikeout guy, but um, but mm-hmm. still an effective closer nonetheless. So yeah, you know I, I don't really yeah. remember him uh pitching just because that was so long ago and I, I was pretty young um you know when he when he was at the uh his yeah. you know the height of his career in the mid to late 90s uh yeah I, I wonder what kind of stuff he had um you know to be able to get all those saves like if, if he just um you know would just outsmart hitters uh I, I don't know um you know it, it like yeah like you said it doesn't seem like he really probably threw very hard so it's 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 kind yeah. of kind of puzzling yeah, he um he's a career one twenty four WHIP guy, which for a closer I think is is kind of high. Uh, he yeah. averaged two point two and a half walks per nine innings, which again seems kind of high for a, a guy who's pitching one inning a game. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I think maybe maybe it was just something that kind of he fell into at the end of his career, or like you know at, at halfway through his career, or whatever. Um, he was also a first, so he was a first round pick, Jack, by the Indians in the nineteen eighty six January draft. Um, which uh-huh. I had to go in and look. Do you do you know about the the draft? Uh, so orders yeah, back then? I was I was seeing first first overall pick, but I didn't I didn't look at, at January. Yeah. So apparently, I, I I this is before our time, really. Like, um, oh yeah, when before I was even like before I was aware of the, these kinds of things. But there were there were at one point three drafts in baseball. There was uh-huh. a January draft, the, the regular June draft, and then I think they said uh, August or September draft. And like the August September one was for like summer league players, and the January one was primarily for uh, junior college players. Okay. Um. So so if you look at that '86 draft, um, it's all like JUCO guys. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, yeah, Jeff Shaw was taken number one. Interestingly enough, um, if you look a little further down that that draft in the second round, um, Kurt Schilling got drafted, um, 39th overall. Um, out of JUCO by the Red Sox, so um, so yeah, it's interesting. Uh, they they came out of that same trade, uh, that same draft. Jamie Navarro also came out of that draft. Doug Brokale, but Jeff Shaw was number one overall. Nice, yeah. A couple other guys I'm looking at: uh, Brett Barbary, if you remember him. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's uh, that no, that's great. Because I, I, I was looking at first overall, but yeah, I didn't see the word January, and and then the, the fact that he went to Cuyahoga Community College, I was like, <laughs> man. It's not exactly a, a hotbed of, uh, of baseball. Um, yeah, uh, you know, you mentioned that he retired, and, you know, I guess we don't need to go on about Jeff Shaw too much longer, but, you know, you mentioned that he retired at age, uh, you know, uh, 34 or whatever, just after, a, a, you know, a few years with the Dodgers. With the way relievers hang around, like guys like Daniel Hudson today, the, the guy probably had a few years left in the tank. Yeah. Who gets who gets pissed off? Even if you're from Ohio, like, who would get pissed off if you got traded from, you know, Cincinnati mm. to L.A.? Uh, just I, yeah. kind of an kind of an interesting uh, an interesting guy. Yeah, no, I know. Like, I you know sometimes I wonder like these guys who are from like Mississippi and Alabama. Like, I wonder if they hate playing in New York and L.A. Right um, for whatever reason. Um, but uh, you know, this guy was from basically the Cincinnati area, so he shouldn't have. There there is a little twang to those people, but like <laughs> he shouldn't have been that uh, outraged going to Los Angeles. No. 
Um, yeah, but that's uh, that that's great. Um, and uh, two oh three. Uh, that's 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 a number that unfortunately his son kind of failed to even hit the, his last <laughs> couple of years. So yeah, sure. Yeah, there we uh, there we go. That's a good that's a good one, Jeremy. Uh, yeah. Jeff Shaw. Um, okay, so, uh, yeah, Jeremy and I uh, had talked about this in the over-unders. I can't remember what our, our over-under was for this, but um, we had uh, we had made a bet, like, would we go see a game that wasn't Cubs or Sox? Uh, you know, those two are so accessible for us that it's, it's just low-hanging fruit when we want to go. But, um, you know, Jeremy, you came up with the idea to do this Beloit game. We hadn't seen them since they became the Sky Carp. So, uh, yeah, it, it seemed like a perfect storm of, of reasons to go. Yeah, for sure. I, you know, I still, um, I still have visions of Snappy, the mm-hmm. the, the Snapper's uh, mascot in my head. Um, we'll get to the uh, Skycarp mascot in a bit, but, um, yeah. but yeah, like that that Snappy costume. I wonder if they still keep that around. That thing was so crappy and and funny. Oh yeah. Um, so like, I kind of, you know, I miss that. But um, yeah, they had a contest. I think to like they rebranded themselves and had a contest to be named uh, to pick the name and Skycarp won out. And this was their second year, I think, of of existence. And um, yeah, so it was uh, it was cool. We had been to the stadium before with the yep. Snappers, but um, but yeah, so it was cool to see the Skycarp. Um, but yeah, so we uh, you know, it's about an hour and forty five minute drive from from Chicago. Hour and a half, hour forty five. So we headed up that way. Um, it's funny because I had I had been in Wisconsin earlier that week um, yeah. on like kind of like a mini vacation sort of thing. So driving to Wisconsin twice in, in one week, um, you know, is kind of significant, um, <laughs> you know, for a Chicagoan. But uh, but yeah, so we drove up there, um, you know, because the, the starting time was like 630 um, local time. So, you know you don't really want to leave at four o'clock, like in the middle of rush hour um, or the beginning of rush hour. So we headed out there a little early. We had some time to kill. And so we like, you know, had some time to eat. Um, We were just trying to debate where to go. And we were, I kind of wanted to save room for, uh, for ballpark food. Cause if you recall last Beloit game, they have like these really good sausages there. Yep. Um, So um, we uh, just looked for something quick. So we went to Taco John's, yeah, uh, which is a uh, I think it's I don't know if it's Wisconsin only, but it, it seems to be like Midwest, but they don't have them in Chicago. No. Um, and Jeremy, I actually I liked it so much that the last time I was home, uh, you know, last uh, week no. I asked my mom, I was like, hey, are there any Taco John's around here? And she said no. And I don't remember oh, seeing really? any. Oh, God, oh, I was wow. going to get it again, man. But I don't remember <laughs> seeing any. So I don't know, like where most of the Taco John's are, but they, yeah. you know. I, and I sang this to you, uh, but like they, they used to air like you know 15 years ago yeah. this commercial in Wisconsin where it was like there's a whole lot of Mexican going on going on a Taco John's and like that was the big <laughs> that was their big jingle you know uh, non listener Chris actually calls me Taco Johnny uh, because oh, my really? legal name is my legal name is John so yeah li- uh, listener Steve is gonna like that one because he's probably forgotten about it but uh, <laughs> yeah that's uh, that's my nickname uh, from from Chris but uh, nice. Yeah, it was, um, we went there, uh, you know, and, and Beloit is kind of a strange town. It's, it's one yeah. of those cities where like nothing new has been built in 40 years. Um, but, but they did, they did have this Taco John's on, on kind of their downtown strip. So we went there, uh, and we decided to dine in just because <laughs> the, the drive through was really busy and it was, it was, con- it was constantly busy the whole time we were there, the drive through was just backed up with cars. So it was, um, yeah, it, it was a good decision seemingly to dine in. Yeah, I guess so. Um, but uh, so yeah, I um, I you know I don't know what to say. And like, I, this is gonna come across 
well, I'll, we'll get to the events, I suppose. Um, so basically, we walk in, and uh, me and Jack walk in, and we're like looking at the menu board. I definitely have to study this menu board because I'm not familiar with it. I do know that they have those like those potatoes. Um, mm-hmm. uh, those they're they're like they look like um, if you go to Burger King for breakfast, they have these like hash brown rounds. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And so um, I forgot what they're called at Taco John's. Um, uh, I feel like there's a special name for them. I'm looking at the what, site. Whatever they are, oh, they're, they're this. Well, go ahead. Potato Olays. That's what they're called. Okay. Yeah. Whatever they are, they're the same thing as the Burger King hash browns. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. These little round hash browns. So I, I knew I wanted to get those. Um, and I don't remember if I've ever eaten at a Taco John's before or not. But so I was studying the menu. We were both we both were, and there was about like four guys, four like teenage guys who worked there. I, I doubt, I doubt any of them were over the age of 19, but, no. um, yeah, yeah. So probably like 16, 17, 18, 19, maybe. And, um, they're, they're exactly what you would expect. Like four goofy teenage kids working at a, any taco place. I'm not even going to say just Wisconsin alone, just any taco place really. Although maybe, I don't know, maybe there was a little <laughs> tinge there, but I don't know. Um, but they were like, you know, one guy was like working the line, making the, the food. There was one kid like handing out like stuff at the uh, drive through and he had a headset on and he was the first one to talk to us when we walked in the door and he said, uh, I'll be right with you guys. Um, and so we're that, and that was fine. We're looking at the menu. There's one guy standing off to the side who had like was waiting for his order, although he was dining in. So I don't know why he didn't just sit down. Um, maybe that was the right move in retrospect. <laughs> um, but so we, we, the guy goes to like hand out food to the drive through. Um, I, we look and like, there's a little kiosk, a little like kind of like iPad ordering uh, screen. And so me and Jack kind of look at each other and we're like, uh, well, I guess we can just order from here. And so Jack walks up, he orders his food. Um, he orders like a, a burrito. Um, yeah. Ch- chicken burrito with like cheese and sauce. It was really good. Yeah. Um, and I order, um, I, so then he puts his order in, um, I wasn't super paying attention to what he was doing. Cause I was, I was getting some last looks at the, at the menu. Um, then I go up and I punch in my order and I, you know, I hit enter. Um, uh, I think I paid. I think I like uh, tapped my, my card or whatever. And then it says like your order is in number 38 or something like that. Um, and uh, so then uh, I'm, no receipt pops out or anything. So I look at Jack. I'm like, hey, did you get a receipt? And Jack said no. So I'm like, okay, fine. So then I, we step over and like we go and we actually like grab a table to sit down um and uh yeah i don't know jack after some time um the the one of the kids just came over with a, a with a tray and handed you a burrito right he he did there there was a bit of a, a harbinger of our our doom before that though yeah. like um when i uh uh i you know we'd been in the car for two and a half hours and so i had to pee and okay. so yeah. i I, I asked one of the guys, like the, the bathroom, the men's bathroom, there were single person bathrooms. There were two single person bathrooms, but one was marked women and one was marked men. So, you know, I tried to open the men's room and it just, it was locked. Like it, it wouldn't open. And there was nobody else. And there was one other couple, like older couple in the restaurant, but like clearly they were alone and there was nobody else in the restaurant. So I go up to the, uh, I go up to the counter and I ask the guy, I was like, uh, I was like, hey, is the is the men's room out of order? And and one of the guys like responds and he goes, uh, yeah, I don't know. And it's, I was like, okay. 
Um, and then Jeremy, you know, uh, you were like, hey man, like you should just use the women's one. Like it's a single person bathroom. Um, you know, but you still feel like weird doing that. But yeah. again, like nobody was in there that would have cared. So I was like, okay, fine. I'll just, I'll just pee. I'll just pee here. So I went to the bathroom and whatever, but it's like, you should know if your restroom is out of order or not, especially, yeah. I don't know if you guys have an employees only bathroom, but it's like, you know, presumably maybe you use that one too. Like you should, <laughs> you should know if it's out of order and you know, it's just good customer service to know something like that. It's an important question. Um, so yeah, so that happened, and then I, I got my burrito, <laughs> and uh, before, you know, actually before you get the burrito, I the the kid said like you said like is it out of order? And he the kid said like oh, I I don't know. He's like someone might be in there, uh, and he's like but if not, yeah, it's out of order. <laughs> so it's like okay, <laughs> so the only two options like you know I, I guess he didn't say like oh yeah, it just fell out of the bottom of the building. It just fell into the center <laughs> of the earth and it's gone. Like I guess that's an an option that. <laughs> You know, he could have said, but it's like, yeah, man, I could have assumed that either someone's in there or it's out of order, too. I thought you right. might have an inside scoop because you work here, but I guess not. Yeah, no, it was uh, it, it was garbage. Um, so, you know, finally that got taken care of, but I, I got my burrito um, and, you know, I uh, I was hey, I was hungry. I, I, I can't remember if I made any attempt to wait till you got your food. I don't think I did. <laughs> I, I think I just I just that. dug in. I only had one thing and it was it wasn't that big anyway. So I just I ate it. Um, and so I finished my burrito. It was delicious. Um, I throw my, my food away, you know, put my tray away. And then, and then I sit back down and Jeremy still doesn't have his food. And, and then five minutes after that, Jeremy still doesn't have his food. And, and that was when we knew something was up. Yeah. But like, so yeah, you, um, it's, 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 it's funny because like, yeah, had you have waited, uh, for me, like you also would have like been sitting there, um, yeah. for a while, but at one point, I saw the kid over your shoulder, like, grab, like, a big, um, like, like uh, cup of those potato olays. And so I'm like, oh, here comes my order. Because I was starting, like, you know, when I'm hungry, I'm, I even even one minute is too long for my food. I'm like, what the fuck is taking him so long? Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I was still within, like, the realm of, like, well, it's still, you know, they're still making it, whatever. They The, the drive through line was super busy. Then when I saw those potatoes, I'm like, okay, that's got to be mine. So I actually got up. And I went to get like some salsas and some some napkins and stuff. And Jack, you don't, I don't even think you saw this happen, but I walked up and the kid who handed you your burrito, he was kind of like leaning with his back to the counter. And as I walked past him to get the the sauces, he goes like, Ugh! and like he's like, "Yo, man, you scared me!" <laughs> like, and uh, like he thought, like he just saw me kind of walk past him out of the corner of his eye, and like it startled him. And I'm like, "Well, that's weird." And yeah. I'm like, and then I, in my mind, I'm like, "Well." don't you know that I'm coming to get my food? And like, he must've thought, you know, and, and as far as he, he knows, you know, um, nothing ever like, you know, whatever. So, so then I, I go sit back down and I did say something. I'm like, what the fuck is going on over there? I'm like, what do these people think? Like, I, I think I said to you, I'm like, what do they think? I just came here to sit and look at you eat a burrito or something. Yeah. That's what <laughs> and, you said. Yeah. And so like, and eventually I just, I, I do like, yeah, like time passes, you finish your foods, more time passes. I get up and I'm like, Hey, uh, you know, is that next order coming, coming around? Um, and, uh, they're like, oh, uh, did you, oh, you ordered something? Like, I actually, no, like I said, like, is, is my order about ready? And the guy who came in, the guy who talked to us right when we came in, he was like, well, if you placed it on that thing, it might not have gone through. So, um, we'll have to cancel it and you can order again if you want. <laughs> and I'm like, what? 
And like that was just way too much information for me to be to process. Like and and completely every aspect of it was like the wrong thing uh, to say and hear. And then the kid who I startled earlier, he was like, "No, no." He's like, "We could just write it down and make it for him." And uh, the headphone guy, the the drive through guy, was like, "Whatever." He just like kind of disappeared. So the kid take. He's like, "What did you order?" And uh, I told him, and I saw him like writing down like my order with like a big fat like magic marker. <laughs> Like on a on a piece of like waxy like receipt paper or something. Yeah. It was just the whole thing was a fucking mess. But I noticed that the marker he was using was this huge marker. <laughs> anyway, he he like fills it out and then they they make my order and then like yeah and I did I heard the guy who was working on the line I heard him say something like oh yeah that did come up yeah. um you know and I don't know if that was my thing and he was kind of they were kind of keeping it on the on the DL or something or what um but then like um. So then, like you know, time more time has to pass for them to actually make my food. I go up to the 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 counter, and the guy who's making the food, he said something like, "Yeah, man, uh, you know, I don't know what was going on over there." I'm like, "Are they are these guys sharing a burrito over there?" And I, then I said my line to to that I said to Jack, like, "Yeah, I'm not. I, I didn't come here to watch him eat." And uh, <laughs> I'm like, "What the hell is this? Like, you know, you like." you know let me make the jokes like you you fucked up you 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 don't you can't make a joke about this because i should because yeah. at very at the least I should, I should probably be yelling at you guys but i'm i'm actually being cool about it and so like yeah but then like he was like yeah i don't know you guys were gonna share a burrito or something it's like dude don't fucking push it man like you already you know you're already at my at my mercy here but um so anyway so then i get my food and you know it was kind of doomed it's like I couldn't have enjoyed it, um, even if it was the best food ever. Um, and I'm, I am no, I'm by no means a food snob. Um, I, I love to eat garbage food and fast food and whatever. Um, and like, it just like, you know, the food was fine, but it just, it just like, I'm like, this was just a, a net zero. It was like a complete loss basically. Yeah, um, and and the thing is, uh, Jeremy, um, uh, uh, you had too much food almost too. So it's like I, I ended up eating most of those p- potato olays for you. <laughs> you did, <laughs> you did. Uh, you were like the uh, the bull uh, rushing the uh, the bullfighter with those <laughs> with those potato olays. Um, at some point, you were you were going to town on them so so hard that I had to like pick it up because I'm like, I, I, wait, hold on, I, let me get some of these. Yeah, um, well, hey man, yeah, I we had to go, we had to go, you know. <laughs> Get to the, get it, to the park. It was a uh, large. It was a large order too. It was like a huge bucket because they they like. I will say the one the one. This wasn't even a consolation, but I ordered like a large drink, like upcharge, and they ended up giving me a large drink and a large potato olays. But then like this, it was this huge fucking bucket of, you know, potatoes. So like yeah, so I you know it was uh it, it needed to be shared, but uh, but yeah, the the whole thing was just it was just it, it was a disaster pretty much. <laughs> You know, when we when we went into this story, Jeremy, I, I realized, oh, th- this is going to be a lot. This is going to take a long time. And it, yeah. it did. It yeah. Did. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, right. Exactly. So there are there is actual baseball to talk about um, mm-hmm. here. So um, we'll, we'll put the Taco John's uh, thing beside us. Uh, I'm not sure if I'll give them a second chance, but we'll see. Um, yeah. It's like, it's like that old line in The Sopranos. Uh, put, put the grief behind me, you know. <laughs> I thought it was going to say, like something about food specifically (laughs) right yeah um all right so yeah so we we um we then headed to the uh the ballpark um abc supply stadium 
Um, yep. So yeah, newer, newer park. Uh, pretty, it, it is pretty nice. I have to say, it, you know, you said nothing has been built in twenty or forty years there, with the exception of this ballpark. It's the only thing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And they probably like we're like yeah we're gonna build a new community center for the kids, but we'll build this ballpark instead probably. Right. But who knows? Anyway, so we we get there. We had graphed there once before um, for South Bend uh, versus Beloit, so we kind of knew the lay of the land a little bit. We knew generally about where the visit, where the home team came out of, though we didn't graph them last time. Um, so we were um, we were kind of waiting uh, to to go into the front entrance, which is near where the home team exits. And um, we're, we're kind of just standing around waiting. And uh, a guy, we see a guy, there's a parking lot across the street, which is um, the player's parking lot. And um, we see a guy like walking, well, we kind of see a guy walk past us, really. And he was wearing like a Beloit Snappers kind of like warm up shirt. And we noticed that it had a number on it. And he was carrying Subway. And we kind of just assumed it was just a guy or like a ballpark attendant or something. Um, but then I was like, was that Joe Mack and uh, who's like um, a catcher for the Beloit Sky Carp and he's um, he was like a compensatory round a pick um, so he was like I think 31st or 39th overall mm-hmm. so just missed the first round C- technically considered a first rounder um, you could you could consider him but uh, a pretty high profile guy for this team um, which you mentioned the Beloit is a Marlins um, affiliate so so this guy walks by and we're like, you know, who is this guy? Uh, and I was like, is that Joe Mack? And then we look, we, we remember, we, we remembered his number. We looked it up on the roster and it sure enough, it was Joe Mack. And if I had even thought that a player might walk by, I would have been like, Oh, I think that's Joe Mack. But it was like, is that Joe Mack? Oh, he's, he, he might be a player. Oh, okay. And yes, that is him. So yeah, um, it was a it was a missed opportunity for sure. Um, we definitely could have gotten his uh, autograph, but he did have a bunch of subway in his hand. So yeah, yeah. He, you know, I, I don't know what he would have had to do with that. But um, yeah, it was uh, it was very strange. Um, you know, Jeremy, you mentioned that uh, they're a, a Marlins affiliate. Uh, they're they're high A. Um, there were actually a, a, quite a few good prospects um, in this game. So yeah, between both teams, the the uh, Sky Carp and the Quad City River Bandits, who we actually we actually also saw back in 2018. Um, actually, we saw them play the Bullet Snappers, I think, right? Uh, we saw them play Kane County, I think, didn't we? Oh yeah, Kane. Maybe that was Kane County. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's right. Um, um one, yeah. Or was it? actually I think they play. I think they played Clinton. I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, uh, uh, but the one thing about this stadium too, is that when we went there, it was the first year of the stadium opening. So the crowd was, was pretty big. Um, like there was a line out the door waiting to get in when we, when we got there, um, you know, big line waiting to get in. The seats were basically full. It was, there were a couple thousand people at the game itself, um, which was very, uh, different from my experiences at Beloit and Jeremy and I's first experience back in 2018 when there were maybe, you know. 30 people in the stands. Uh, yeah. Uh, this was a lot closer to that. There were not many people there, or there was almost no one lined up. It was like a couple people, um, like a, a dad and a kid and us, and then, uh, you know, a few other people. And so so this family comes up, comes up. Um, you know, it's, it's like a mom, dad, a gaggle of kids, maybe a, a grandpa. Yeah. And then uh, the dad asks us, he's like, He's like, hey, uh, uh, are you guys in line for the game? Like, is this where you line up? Um, it's like, 
yeah, dude, what what do you what do you where do you think it is? Like, where do you think you line up? Yeah, and then so they they they're like, yeah, like yeah, yeah, right here. And he's like, oh, okay. And then like, and then they like walk away. And then I feel like they're still kind of like, well, so maybe it's over there, maybe it's over there. And it's like, hey, dude, we just told you where it was. Like, yeah. I and it's like I I I feel like I encounter that a lot. Maybe it's because I don't speak like with like absolute certainty, um, <laughs> because I don't believe that anyone is ever absolutely certain. But like, um, but yeah, they were just like, well, whatever, we'll just keep asking. But it's like I just told you where to go, so it was like it was super annoying. But um. But yeah, uh, just just uh, average goofballs. I don't think we saw them later on. At, no, at any which point which is strange because it would have been easy to pick out anybody um, yes. in this park that you saw, that you saw before. But we, but yeah, yeah. we sure we sure didn't. Um, yeah, for sure. So uh, the the Beloit Skycarp. Um, I guess we should say um, that their their mascot is named Poopsie, which yes. we uh, which we did not know until we um, until we went to the game. And we should also say that I guess sky carp is slang for like a goose, right? Basically, you know, Jeremy, I yeah, I grew up in Wisconsin and I'd never heard that term, so right, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, poopsie is a goose, um, so I guess you know you could say like let's go goose, like the <laughs> yeah. uh, like the Padres dads, um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know if it was a fan vote or what that like they named this thing. Uh, yeah. you, you know, probably it's very like. It's very small town Wisconsin kind of humor, um, but it is uh, it is cute and like pretty funny and um, you know I think it would sell a lot of a lot of merch too. There was a shirt in the gift in the gift shop that said "Poopsie is my wingman," <laughs> which is yeah. pretty cool. Jeremy, you said you considered buying it. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I uh, I don't know. I I we 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 talked about. Um, uh, you know, possibly getting a, a hat or, or something, some sort of merch. And um, yeah, I, I, I did want to get a hat. Um, and and I quite honestly, I yeah, call me a sucker, but I like I, I dug like pretty much every kind of like their merchandise guy, their marketing guy is like a genius or a person, whoever it is. Um, not only do they have, uh, you know, the the cool name the, the 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 unique name funny name whatever and the the mascot uh name that's um you know uh matches like can't be compared to anybody else but like their merch is, their their shirts are cool they have like cool pins they have four different kinds of hats um and four different logos there's like the classic bee logo that that is a bee but it's like it's a it's a goose head basically so the top of the bee is like a, the head of a goose um, then there's like a, a the sky carp with like a, a wrench in its mouth, like I think like to pander to the working the blue collar residents of Beloit, yeah, I guess. I almost wonder too, like because the stadium is like almost has like a railroad theme to it. Yeah. Um, or like you know it's hard to describe, but it, it could be that. And yeah, Beloit seems like a pretty working class town, so I that, yeah. that has a that has some sense to it for sure. Um. Yeah. So we we'll, we can talk more. Uh. I mean maybe it would make sense to, to do it now but uh yeah there's there's different there's like four different hats uh there's four different logos the primary logo the underwater logo which is um a sky like an angry looking goose sticking his head underwater uh which is really funny yeah it's called the builder logo with a wrench in it and then okay a roundel logo with like the name around the 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 face so um so yeah so anyway um so so yeah this poopsie is my wingman um 
uh, shirt was was pretty funny. I don't know if I really want to walk around with a shirt that says Poopsie on it, but um, sure, it's pretty funny. I showed we we each bought team sets uh, of the Beloit team set uh, of baseball cards, and there's a Poopsie card that comes with it, which is you know normally you get the mascot card in a minor league team set, and it kind of sucks, but this one is actually cool to have. Uh, I showed it, I showed it to my wife. She she got a crack. She got a kick out of it. So yeah. it was a big hit. Um, but and yeah, Poopsie in general is is kind of funny. Um, he was uh, walking around, and we we wanted to get a picture with him, but he never cu- quite ended up in our section. Um, so we didn't, and we didn't go to him to get a picture. So I, if had I known he wasn't going to come over, I would have maybe suggested we do go over there. But uh, I don't know. That was a missed opportunity. But I'm sure we'll we'll be able to get Poopsie again. Um, he also maybe could have made himself a little more available too. That yeah, that's true. He was also he was kind of exclusive for a mascot more yeah. than you would you would expect. Um, so one thing that was happening during the game though was like we kept hearing like honking sounds, and um, we heard like two tones of honking sounds. And I was like, "Oh, is that that's cool? Like Poopsie like has like a built-in horn into his like mass into his like costume, which makes sense because he's honking like a goose or whatever." Yeah. Then later on, when we went, we kind of we'll we'll, t- we'll talk about this, but we moved uh, in the ninth inning to try to get a, a in a good spot, um, the Beloit version of the catbird seat, sure. um, for autographs. And then we I saw like two like guys with vuvuzelas, and they it turns out that that honking was just these these two fat drunk guys like honking these vuvuzelas, um, and it was like oh well that's not even it's not even Poopsie who's doing that it's like now I'm thoroughly annoyed at these people, um, I thought that was kind of funny but uh, yeah I mean they I don't know I, 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 those guys must have just brought those on their own but it's like they should incorporate that into the the Poopsie costume I think. No, uh, uh, definitely. Um, it, it's a good idea. I'm surprised they let those guys anywhere near the park with those vuvuzelas. Yeah, it was super annoying. Well, that's what I mean. It's like it's I yeah. After that one World Cup, I forgot what year it was. Like I think 2000. it was like 2012. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and like just it. Everyone like people were blowing vuvuzelas, and then like they they made their way here. Luckily, they haven't caught on much in, mm-hmm. in the states. But like for for a minute there, there were like a lot of vuvuzelas, and like. Yeah, it's like if you're not, it's it, it can be annoying for sure. So and imagine sitting in front of those people. That would just fucking be brutal. Although we got our own uh, human vuvuzelas, I suppose, um, later we on. We did. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, anyway, we uh, we were some of the first people in the park. Uh, so we went down to uh, try to get some autographs. We had um, to find the, the prime spot first. Um, we did. It was the, it was hard. Um, luckily, there were a few other more experienced uh, graphers there, more experienced graphing at that stadium, um, and they they kind of set up shop uh, right by the entrance to the locker room, which was c- connected directly to the dugout and was like in the middle of the uh, grandstands, kind of right behind home plate uh, or where like the uh, where the team on the first base side where their on deck circle would be. That was mm-hmm. where like the players would go would go under the grandstands. To, uh, to go into the locker room. Yeah, so, there's basically like a tunnel, like yes. um, like kind of not dissimilar to like like in WWF or something, yep. or like yeah, a ba- or, like, or yeah. If you go to a, ba- a basketball game or yeah. something, it's like they go they go into that tunnel. Yeah, yeah, and then like this the the, the stanchions are like to the sides of that, and they're kind of they're kind of ascending up, like each aisle going higher and higher. So you kind of have to like lean over. And if you reach down and hand them like your card and your marker, they can sign for you. This was one instance where like my book actually was not convenient um, because 
I could have handed them my book, but it just would have been a mess to, to do that. So I ended up like, well, most of the cards I got signed, we, we both got signed, were from the team set, which we just purchased. So, I mean, we we shattered the instant ink uh, quote, quota there. Oh, yeah. Um, if you can consider these, you know, maybe they're not, they're not true instant ink in the truest sense of the word, but um, we, we've hit the over on that one for sure, I would say. Um, yeah. So, yeah, and then the few cards that I did bring of guys uh, on Beloit, I had to pop out of my book and just hand down. Um, but, yeah, so it started off with just, like, a couple coaches walking by and, like, one player. So we, we, we were pretty much getting guys. And, like, I don't know. I'm kind of glad. There were a couple other guys who were just pretty much stopping everyone. everyone and, like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I would have stopped every single guy um, who was in the team set. But because those guys were stopping everyone, we, we ended up getting uh, a lot of – a lot of guys like down the roster uh, aside it, from just the superstars. It was, it was cool. We made up for Joe Mack. Um, we we yeah. did get him. Uh, he was DHing that day. I was wondering like, cause he's normally a catcher. I was wondering why he would be putting a, a pound of subway in his gut and then like going <laughs> to catch a game. But yeah, he was just hitting that day. So anyway, he signed, he was cool. Um, uh, we ended up getting Dan Radisson. So Dan Radisson was the old hitting coach for the Chicago Cubs um back in the late 90s jeremy i didn't remember that but obviously you were following the cubs at that time and you knew um he was the coach for them uh during sammy sosa's uh, 66 home run season in 1998 um pretty pretty legit right like he was in the stadium when all that stuff was happening um and like on the road when they would do batting practice and stuff he was sammy sosa's hitting coach so yeah that's pretty significant uh he he signed for us which was dope yeah it was uh he was the guy who um who you know ignored uh, who was ignored by Sammy Sosa when he was trying to give him <laughs> advice on cutting out on the strikeouts or whatever. But yeah, um, it was it was a little hairy for me, Jack, because so we we had the team set. I I kind of put away the coaches right away, like I put them like just in like a in kind of like a pocket. So I didn't have the coaches at the ready because I kind of figured we wouldn't be able to get them before the game. And you were able to get your Radisson card out early and get him to sign. Yep. And uh, he he kind of had escaped um, by the time I was able to get it out for him. But uh, I ended up calling him on his next pass through and he maybe, maybe seemed a little more annoyed <laughs> having to right. stop a second time, but uh, I did want to get him. So I, I did get him. Yeah, man. Talk about a, uh, talk about a baseball lifer, right? Like, uh, you know, um, coaching in Be- uh, Beloit is a, is a far cry from, uh, you know, coaching, uh, coaching in Wrigley field in the major leagues, especially when you're talking 25 years later. So, this guy, uh, I, I don't want to say he's not doing it for the money because maybe he is, but he also he he's also just like a crusty old baseball guy who who loves it. So um, yeah. it's always always cool to uh, see guys like that in the majors, or I yeah. mean in the in the minors, far far from the majors <laughs> for sure. Um, so yeah, we ended up getting uh, yeah just a few more guys down the roster: Jake Thompson, um, uh, Davis Bradshaw, who had, a, had actually had a good game. Um, we got this one guy, Caleb Worster, who's a pitcher um, mm-hmm. for the Beloit Sky Carp. And, um, you know, so it is. So there's a high level uh, degree of difficulty uh, with these autographs. Um, and even being up one step can be tough. So I was I was in my position. Jack was one step up for me. And like Jack had to kind of like step. I had to like get my autograph step back. Jack had to step forward and then reach down and hand his out. Uh, this caused for some some different issues. One in the instance of this Caleb Worster guy, um, he signed for me and I was the last guy for him to sign for. I was the last guy he signed for before he had to run back into the clubhouse. And so as it, 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 much like a Randy Arozarena move, although 
a guy who probably hasn't earned the right to do this as much as Randy Rosarena. Right. He signed for me, and then he kind of tossed. He might have like ran with my marker, I think, and signed for some other people. And he was kind of running off, but he realized he had my marker in my hand, and so he kind of just tossed it up, like like in the air, um, to me. And I like I like. I, you know, it all like took place in slow motion and like, here's my chance to like catch something in front of a, a real, you know, baseball player um, and, and, and show my, show my worth. And so he floated it up there and like, it just floated in the air and I reached my hand out and I, I caught that marker in midair um, and he, and he saw me catching. He's like, Hey, all right. Like he gave me like kudos uh, on the catch. Yeah. Uh, he, so did re- I, he did react to it. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty cool. And so, um, yeah, it was cool. I think I probably made like a, like I probably stuck my tongue out or something like made like a silly face while sure. I tried to catch it. But I definitely, I definitely <laughs> wanted to make sure I stuck it. And I did. So that was, uh, that was pretty cool. E- even to a, an a ball pitcher, um, you know, who may or may not make it in the majors. Uh, it was still cool to like, be like, yeah, man, I can catch, you know? So. Yeah. I mean, uh, he makes it to the majors. He'll be throwing up, uh, iPhones at people. So he's gotta, <laughs> he's gotta get his practice in. I will say with a Rosarena, so that guy like watched you catch it and like he yeah. you know he reacted. A Rosarena just like flips the pen and goes uh you know and goes on the bus. He's almost like Mr. Perfect with his gum swat. If you want to make a make a re- you know wrestling reference, you know that's like his thing. Yeah, um, for for sure, it's definitely a big time move by Rosarena. Worcester was just doing it for con- like for convenience sake or like or like practicality sake, I would say. Right, right. Um, uh, but speaking of big time. Um, the, the biggest prospect for the Sky Carp was Jacob Berry, um, uh, you know, first round pick, uh, for the Marlins out of LSU. Um, what was that in 2022 he was picked or 21? I can't remember. Um, uh, 2022, just, uh, this past year, uh, LSU, um, who won the, uh, national championship yesterday too. Yeah. So, you know, they're, they're a big time baseball program. They're kind of the biggest thing around in uh, college baseball. They're going to have the number one pick overall this year. Uh, and and two, I think. Yeah, and probably number two. So he uh, and he was teammates with those guys. So uh, you know he uh, Jeremy uh, Jeremy called for him and uh, he he agreed to sign. But he pulls out a black sharpie from his back pocket and he asks Jeremy what his name is and he personalizes it. Um, and he did that for a few other people too. And I I didn't I had a card of his and I didn't end up asking for him right away. Well, you know I, that's a to be continued t- type of thing um because we would run into him later but um yeah jeremy the guy had his own sharpie um i I think i made the comment like that was like when terrell owens hit a cell phone in his sock for a uh for a touchdown celebration you know like the the guy uh the guy carries his own sharpie around yeah it was a pretty crazy i mean like i wonder what he does with that sharpie like um during the game because he brought it out to the to the dugout with him he must put it in like his like helmet cubby hole or something i'm I'm thinking but like yeah he's walking around with a sharpie in in his in his pot in his pocket and like so you know traditionally when you get these autographs you most people want it in blue blue is like kind of like the main color to get so he carries a black sharpie and i almost have to imagine it's on purpose and like it's also pretty dull at this point it's pretty run down so i'm sure he does not care about when he reached re re you know places it so um and if anything he probably he probably runs it along the the cement um you know before he goes out there uh to to dull it up a little bit so he signed it for me signed signed my card for me um and uh you know it's 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 not the best graph i've ever got um i think uh jack definitely thumbed his nose a little bit at the at the personalization um 
And I think it's just kind of it's becoming more and more part of the game. There were two guys on the Cubs, South Bend Cubs last year, who personalized only. Sure. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like I think that that it it um, it's kind of like a there's two schools of thought on the personalization. I mean, it's kind of weird because like in a in a weird way, it's like making the guy write more, and he's like actually like handwriting something on there other than a signature. So in a way, it's kind of kind of an extra you know thing to get um but obviously like from a collecting standpoint like sometimes you don't want you know you don't want your name on it and then certainly from a flipping standpoint point for people who are flipping um you know it's you can't flip it if if they're if your name if the, if your name is on it so it's a it's a whole school of thought yeah uh for sure um uh you know, I, I I maybe just haven't made peace with it yet. Uh, I don't know. Um, you know, maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll change my tune on that one. But uh, yeah, he was definitely not going to do anything but personalize. Um, uh, so I, I opted out uh, at that time for that. But uh, they had another first round pick, um, uh, name of Khalil Watson. He's a shortstop. Uh, he's had a, a bit of a rough road in the minors so far. But um, for a while uh, in his draft class, he was considered as the number one pick, probably as a below slot guy. But um, he, uh, you know, definitely, uh, definitely a big pedigree for him. Um, was on the team as well. We spotted him and asked him to sign, and he signed. He signed for us. Uh, Jeremy, yeah, he actually like, went by the first time. I think maybe because he had his gear with him. These guys yeah. have to like bring their their bats and helmets and everything glove with them to and from the the locker room to or the clubhouse to the dugout. So I think the first time he passed by, he did not stop for us, and we were kind of like, oh yeah, of course he's not going to sign for us. Yeah, um, but then he came back and signed. Yeah, he 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 sure did. Now, um, you mentioned that it is a very difficult handoff, um, and of course, I'm getting all these guys who you know we never heard of and who are never going to play in the majors. And uh, I I try to hand my card down to Khalil Watson, and the card just drops. It was just an unsuccessful handoff, and it drops on the ground. And you know he was nice enough to pick it up and sign it, and I obviously apologized profusely. I get the card back and it's barely noticeable, but it got dinged on one of the edges. So mm-hmm. um, I was like, "Man, that is a downer." It's the kind of thing as a grapher, it makes you sick to your stomach. But uh, you know, you just mentioned a couple weeks ago, like that stuff can happen, Jeremy. I don't think you said it on the podcast, but it was while we were graphing, and it was just like, "Yep, it's just one of those things." You know, it's like an autograph that bleeds or gets smudged. It it just uh, it comes with the territory. Yeah, pretty much. I got my first, um, uh, you know, kind of compromised signature of the of the season um, where I got um, uh, the pitcher uh, for the Beloit uh, Sky Carp who had a really good game, Alex Williams. He signed for me after the game and like I got it back and I looked and there's a big old thumbprint right <laughs> in his auto in his in his signature. Um, sometimes like I think it's cooler if they smudge the signature than than me. Sure. I haven't had one where I fucked it up yet or like I got my hand in it. Um, but, uh, but still obviously not ideal, but, um, you know, I can live with that. The Watson one was rough. Although like, I think like, I don't think it looked that bad in the end, but, um, but you know, it's, um, it's, it's not ideal of course. No, for sure. Um, you ever see, uh, the movie Nick of time, Jeremy? Oh, uh, no. Which, what was that movie? I feel like like you might've referenced that one. Oh yeah. It's probably the same reference, but it's, uh, you know, Johnny Depp and his character's name is Watson. And Christopher Walken is the bad guy, and, and you know at the end he goes, "Very good, Mr. Watson. I told you I would turn you into a killer." 
Yeah, just, uh, you know. Good stuff. Nice. Yeah, Christopher Walken. He's in Severance. Nice. Um, okay, so, uh, uh, yeah, it, it seemed like it was pretty much uh, uh, a done deal at the Sky Carp. Uh, there wasn't really anybody else we could get that we wanted. So we went over to the visitor's dugout, uh, and we actually we had a little bit of success there immediately. We got we got one of their uh, their pretty high pedigree guys too, almost right off the bat. Yeah, Caden Wallace um, yep. was coming out, and like again, these guys, I I never would have spotted Caleb Wallace. I or Caden yep. Wallace, I didn't know he had like black hair. Like I thought he was like I don't know, like light brown hair or whatever. Um, so they 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 um, spotted him uh, right away, and they got him to sign. And uh, he signed for us. Um, we uh, Jack had a card uh, mm -hmm. for him. I had Hell one, yeah. and uh, so we got him. He's got a cool signature. Um, I do have one of his. I do. I did get him from like a pack pole or like a break or something. So I've seen his auto before, but it looked pretty good. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, but it was like that one was even well. It was kind of the similar layout, but we were a little further back, so we had like this like real like very limited window to see who the guys were. And I barely knew the guy. I probably wouldn't, I wouldn't have known these guys if they were coming 10 feet away from me. Um, but we had such a small window that it was, it was going to be tough to get anybody else. Um, Gavin cross, who's probably the biggest star on quad cities, by the way, quad cities is who we saw play Beloit, the very first Beloit. Game. Oh, great. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Um, oh, you so, know, I was, I, I didn't think you were thinking, uh, talking about Beloit. Did we see quad cities when we, um, when we saw Kane County? We, they played Cedar Rapids. Cedar Rapids, also yeah. in Iowa, right? Yeah, yeah. And so is Clinton. Okay, makes sense. Yep, yep, yep. So, um, so yeah, so, um, so Quad Cities um, has uh, Gavin Cross. I think he was the ninth overall pick. Yeah, maybe he was the sixth, Jeremy, but he could have been Sick, the ninth. Okay, yep. yeah. Uh, no, that actually sounds right. So, um, so, yeah, so he's probably the biggest guy. He was probably the biggest... Um, him, him, and and Jacob Barry are probably the two biggest guys there. Um, so he did come by, but we didn't get him. Uh, one of the guys was was kind of telling us, um, you know, he only personalizes, and um, he's got a thing that he does with his personalization. Like he signs, he basically will personalize it and then sign over the personalization. I guess some guys, if you if you separate the personalization, some people have started like trying to like erase the personalization right after the guy walks away, which is just. Sure. It's just that, you know, it's already a bad look. And it's like, then you start doing that. And it's like, oh man, you know, this is, this is rough. But, um, but yeah, so, so that we, we were aware that that was happening. It just seemed in general that Cross was going to be a tough guy to get. So he, he already passed by. So I think at that point, Jack, you decided like you were going to head up to hit the bathroom or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Get ready for the game. Um, I decided to just stay kind of lingering around. I walked a little further down by the end of the dugout close to like, third base shallow left field and uh I, I i was gonna try to wait for a couple guys possibly to get him like as it came off the field after warming up or after the anthem or whatever um one guy came by and i kind of missed him that i wanted to get gavin cross did go by and i did call for gavin it was me and one other guy and cross goes like we were like hey gavin can, could, could could you sign real quick and he's like after the game maybe <laughs> and, and we're like oh geez okay um so like again throwing down the gauntlet even further um so he went in and i was like okay at this point it's it's done like there's nothing else to get here so um yeah we headed back i i, I joined jack back at our uh purchased seats and the game began and um 
Man, I think the last time we were at Beloit, we had kind of like a clunker of a of a national anthem. We, the- we did, we did, Jeremy. Um, so, yeah. So this time it was uh, it was just like some dude. He was just like uh, you know, some like you know, forties or like fifty year old like guy that they that they almost seemingly picked out of the stands. Um, yes. And this guy wasn't terrible. He wasn't a terrible singer, but like he he had no business singing the national anthem at any kind of uh, sporting event. That's not like a little league baseball game. Um, even it, maybe even that. Um, he was doing the thing where, uh, or he, he he was doing the Adam Wainwright move. I guess we can call it that. He was giving each word a twang. So he was singing it like, "Ho ho, and Hugh, Um, and at, you know, at, with every word. Uh, uh, you know, it was uh, it was laughable, Jeremy. But let me tell you, that stuff plays in Beloit, Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I like. I wish I could see like the people. I I wonder. I I would like to see if there were anybody. If there was at least a couple people kind of wincing at it. It was like, I mean, I don't know. I think it was bad. <laughs> I think it was bad and twangy, like on, on top <laughs> of just the twang. But it was just like, yeah, it almost sounded like a guy doing like an over the top impression of a southern singer. Yeah, like it almost was like he was doing a character, but um, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe I don't know if Borat has a new character and he's going around, or uh, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen if he's got a new character going around. But um, yeah, I don't know. It was it was really funny though. Um, and it just was like so painstakingly twangy. Like every chance, every like vowel that he could twang, he twanged. Uh, so it was it was really goofy. No, definitely. Um, I yeah. I I, uh, I will say I don't think I've ever told you this, Jeremy. But one of the be- one of the best like comedy acts I've ever seen was at this pretty small like uh, st- storytelling show that I actually took part in. It was in 2019. Like this guy opened for the show, um, and he he came on stage with a with an acoustic guitar, and he was like, "This song's dedicated to my grandma." And then he proceeded to sing the entire uh, the entire song of uh it wasn't me by shaggy in like in like a twang with his acoustic guitar all the words mm-hmm. and everything um and like the less anybody else found it funny like the funnier i thought it was it was like uh-huh. it just kept it just kept getting funnier and funnier to me the absurdity so i i do appreciate that and it's funny but um i mean shit man like i should submit to sing that uh to sing the national anthem next year i, I bet i bet they probably would let me I sent I sent you one thing once I think it was maybe for South Bend yeah uh, to do that but yeah so well, you know you, you figure they the got to fill least. seventy plus games with like people to sing so you know yeah. they got to get somebody yeah do it for the pod at least um, right so um so yeah so so speaking of like we were talking before about how horrible it would be sitting in front of two guys with vuvuzelas um we like had like just a crazy like. Um, situation where this fucking party of four people were just standing behind. We were in the last row of like the seats, basically, um, and there was just a big walkway behind us. And these four fucking motherfuckers stood right behind us and had a extended conversation of just the most inane bullshit too. But it was just like a fucking nonstop conversation. There was like. One like old guy, like maybe like a kind of like a middle aged couple, and then like a younger guy, I guess. I don't even know. Yeah, we we should emphasize though the absurdity of this whole situation because um, to our right, uh, near the outfield, were picnic tables 
um, and like a, a beer, a beer, like a, a bar where you could yeah. just sit and drink beer and like at this at a picnic table. Um, all around us, there were empty seats. There were probably yeah. the, the announced attendance was 900 and like I don't even 900 some. I don't even know if it was that. But yeah, just there were empty seats abound just everywhere. These people could have gone anywhere and they were literally standing right on top of us. Mm-hmm. Um, just right like, you know, there was maybe six inches between them and our chairs. It was it was absurd. And like you said, it was the most it was just inane stuff. Uh, yeah. It started off with um, uh, this guy talking about how he'd been to a Louis Tomlinson concert uh, with his daughters, I think. And he's yeah. like, yeah, he's he's really popular with the teenage girls. Have you ever heard mm. of Louis Tomlinson? Well, I think is he is he the guy from One Direction? Is he like one of is the he? guys from One Direction? I think he might be. Um, okay. He, he was like, yeah, I was at a concert with my girl with my girls, uh, Louis Tomlinson. He's very popular with the teenage girls. Yeah, and, and then like, and then yeah. it gets a chuck it gets a chuckle from the rest of the group, you know. Um, and then he was like, he's like, but you know what? He was actually really good. He's like, I think he was like going on. He's like, compare him to any other like band from the seventies. And he's right up there with him. Some, some bullshit like that. It's like, what are you like? God, this is like just a horrible conversation. No, it is. And at one point I, I miss, we, I think we missed the start of this conversation, but they were, they were talking about somebody who fell down a set of stairs and broke all their ribs. Um, yeah. I think that person actually died. They were talking about Jesus. He was like, yeah, he fell down. This was the older... The, the guy who was talking about Louis Tomlinson was like kind of like the middle-aged guy. Yeah. Um, This was like the older guy. Like, he he knew them. He's like, hey, it was a shame. She fell down the stairs and broke all her ribs. <laughs> and then he's like, they're calling it a cardiac event. They're not... But they're not calling it a heart attack yet. Like, so whatever. And it's like, Jesus Christ, man. And it's like... You want to yell at these people, and like the reality is of, of it is, he's talking about some probably like friend of his or family member who fucking died, and it's like, but again, get that stuff away from us, get that conversation away from us. We're trying to watch a game here. Yeah, um, and uh, you know, then he, then that old guy, and that was how he talked to. At at one point, he made some comment where he was like, "Yep, I took the wrong road and I made a turn." And I took an even wronger road. <laughs> he said, I didn't hear him say that. That's yeah, funny. it was just like, you know, oh, just God. bullshit about, a lot of it was about driving too. Yeah. Because like, of course, like these guys are, are big like car guys. And yeah. he, he was like, oh yeah, I had a, a 65 Chevy Impala. That was a hot car. And he's like, I wish I still had that car. Um, and they said, you'd be looking at six figures. Uh, it was just like you said, man. It was a it was a bad conversation. It, and, you know, Jackie, this is actually. I feel like this. It, it's like it's kind of like a, a Mike Judge. It's like something out of like uh, King of the Hill or something. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They, they. Yeah. That guy sounded like a Mike Judge character for yeah. sure. <laughs> um. So and and yeah, I don't think we can stress how long this was going on. Um, yeah. It started basically right at the beginning of the game and yeah. was still going on in like the top of the third inning. Yeah. Um, it, it's like you said, Jeremy, they could have just sat in their living rooms and not gone to a baseball game at all yeah. and accomplished the same thing that they were doing. Um, yeah. but we needed to solve this somehow. So you came up with the idea <laughs> to just stand up in front of them yeah. during the game. Cause in the, in the slight event, cause I think, you know, what they were probably in, you know, having their cake and eating it too, standing there having this stupid bullshit conversation. And then they could occasionally look over at the field of, of the game, which they gave no shits about, but at least they could look to see like, you know, the act, the, the like physical 
movements of baseball and pretend like they're like, oh, yeah, we're at a baseball game and enjoying a baseball game. So I'm like, well, what's the one thing we can do? I mean, you know, I think maybe we could have just been like we probably could have turned around and, and said like, hey, guys, do you mind like taking it down a little bit, like taking it to, to, to the next section over like so we can enjoy the game? Um, but like what a better, like a better solution for, for, in my mind was just to stand up and block their view in the hopes that eventually they'd be like, well, let's move over there so we can keep talking and see, see the game. Um, and it did not work. No, <laughs> it, it, it did not work. At least it didn't work for like, at least a whole like inning. Cause I think I stood for, I think I ended up standing, standing for like an inning and a half basically. You did, and then, uh, you know, I, I stood with you, and then I sat down at one point because it, it just didn't seem like it was working, yeah. and then I stood back up, and yeah. <laughs> li- little by little, and, you know, we're talking, we stood for like an inning and a half. Little by little, they started to move back, yeah. and then finally they were gone. Yeah, yeah, and it was only because they were like, I mean, yeah, it was almost like they, like, showed up, and then, like, it's like, oh, game's starting, better start heading home. And like they were just kind of like having that like that talk like that you have right before like you know on your way to in the parking lot the walk to the car in the parking lot, and then like some lady like left and came back and she's like well let's go take that picture or something and then they they did leave but then they actually kind of kind of slightly came back again but went further down because we were standing at this point. Um, we should mention too that we would sit in between in the innings when the baseball play wasn't going on. Right. So it, it did feel good to stand back up when the game started just to like be like okay well game's back let's you know time to stand again so um it was uh it was just an uh, just a ridiculous situation and it it's more it's just it's just more ridiculous because there was 940 people announced attendance it's like of all the 938 other people like these four have to stand right behind us it's like the odds are the odds are so much higher that we could take this game in without a, a, an annoyance and these people decided to stand by us. It was like this sucks. This is bullshit. Like I'm not gonna take it. So yeah, it was it was very very disruptive. Um, but finally finally we were able to shake them. So that's uh, that's good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It was a Harry Potter night at the ballpark. Um, so there were uh, you know like whenever whenever they would have like kids run the bases or like run in from the outfield, they'd be wearing like wizard capes. Um, yeah, there they were didn't these do- little. Yeah. There are these little games where like it was like I don't I don't know shit about Harry Potter, but it was like chase the demon or something, or the demons chasing like the kids and like they're running away from him or whatever the ghost yeah. or ghoul or whatever the fuck it is. We're yeah. we're too we're too old for Harry Potter. Yes, yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. We're, we're too old and we're we're too much of like guys, guys. I think I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, for sure. You know, I, 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 yeah, no interest whatsoever. I, I no. don't like that kind of fantasy stuff at either. Anyway, so whatever. Same. I think HBO is doing a, a new series, but whatever. Um, uh, okay, so yeah, Harry Potter night. Uh, yeah, big deal. Um, Jeremy, you had a you had a strange saga that I wasn't really involved in with your with your <laughs> sky with your sky car cap. Yeah, it was uh, it was like a one man like it's like you were you were you were there the whole time, but uh, we were in like two different worlds uh, for this situation. <laughs> but like at some point in between innings, I wanted to run to the team store because I did want to get a hat. But there's so for a Beloit Snappers relatively like small stadium, small team. Their 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 store is pretty big. I I gotta say like yeah. it, or it has a lot of stuff in it at least. And so there's a whole wall of hats. Way more. I mean, there are more hats in that store than there are at the Cub store. I feel mm-hmm. at least the the side ones. Um, and so and there's four designs, and then there's different versions of those designs. There's like f- fitted hats. 
flex fit hats, uh, you know, the, the trucker hats, whatever. So there's a bunch of different, like, things to go through. And, like, we didn't we, – because we were graphing, there wasn't time before the game, and there wasn't going to be time after the game. So, like, I, I was trying to run in – run into the store between innings and just check out their selection. And so I did go into the store at one point and I was looking at the, the fitted hats and they have all four designs and like, they're all really cool. Um, and I was, I was trying to decide which one I wanted, but then like to go back to this fitted hat thing, um, fitted hats come in two styles. They come in like high crown and low crown. And because of the shape of my head, um, I, I have to wear a low crown hat. The, the, the high crown, like, looks like a fucking, like, dunce hat or something like, <laughs> on me. So, like, I, I cannot wear the, the high crown hat. Um, for years and years, I wouldn't wear a fitted hat because they all looked so stupid on me. Um, and then finally I discovered that they made these, like, low crown hats and, uh, it changed my world. Um, so, unfortunately... They didn't have any low crown, low profile hats uh, in stock at the store. I will say the South Bend Cubs do carry the low profile hats, and I, I had a whole conversation with the lady who runs the gift shop about it. Um, these this they did not have the hat, so I was like, ah, fuck. I guess I guess I can't buy a hat. I was looking at this like kind of trucker style, like with the net netting in the back uh-huh. uh, hat, and I was gonna maybe get that, but I'm like, that's kind of like I don't usually wear hats like that, so it was kind of a, a gamble. But at this point, the inning was kind of started. Like the first batter was up, so I, I just I re- I like kind of bailed, went back to my seat, and um, you know wanted to catch the game. So I did that, and I was watching the game, and at the same time, I was kind of like I kind of pulled up the Beloit Skycarp Team Store, and I uh, was going through that. I looked at the different hats, and they actually had like a flex fit hat um, with the de- design I wanted. I wanted the underwater logo. Um, you know, it is a funny. It's a funny logo. It's like this angry yeah. looking goose with his head dunked underwater, like I guess trying to catch a fish or something. And you get some bubbles in there too, right? There yeah, there's some air bubbles. Yeah, it's a really cool like uh, uh logo. So um I found a flex fit hat and those typically fit me pretty well. So they, they those are actually they call them like medium crown. Um so that one I can that one I can work with. So I uh in between the next inning I, I ran back and I found um I found that hat because they said it was in stock. So I found it and uh, I, I picked it up. I bought it and uh, it's pretty cool. Um, it's um, uh, it's it's a teal hat with a black brim or yeah, black brim. So kind of a bold statement of a hat. Um, but uh, I, I wanted to buy the Florida Mar- the Miami Marlins have like a throwback hat this year. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about maybe buying that. That one's all teal. Um, but uh, but yeah, I picked this hat up and it's, it's pretty cool. Um, the flex fit hats instead on the back, instead of having the minor league logo, it has, it's, it'll say like the team, it'll have like the team name. So it says sky carp and cursive and stuff. And, uh, it's pretty cool. It's a cool hat. And, um, yeah, I was glad that I was able to find it. Yeah. Um, uh, I saw a, uh, I saw a guy in Dunkin' Donuts this morning that had a South Bend Cubs hat on. Um, oh, it really? was like the truck, the trucker hat you described. But I saw it and I was like, I was like, yeah, I thought I thought of you, Jeremy. I was like, Jer- Jeremy would have made a mental note of that. The guy, the yeah. guy looked like he he was probably a grapher too. Um, oh, just like if if you know, you know, you know. So uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, but that was cool. Yeah, definitely a definitely a, a cool looking cap too. It it was cool. Um, and then the the guy who worked at the team store um was definitely like kind of like he was a lot, he was a little extra. Um, and like, he was saying like, so like I bought the hat, he's like, okay, so we're going with the flex fit hat today. Very nice. And, uh, (laughs) 
He's like, have you been out with been out to the park before? Have you visited us? And I was like, actually, I have uh, back in 2021. He's like, oh, our first year in, in uh, you know, um, our first year in, in business, whatever, like first year in the park. And he's like, well, that must have been for the snappers then. I'm like, yep, it was snappers. And he's like, okay, very good, very good. And like, he just had like all this stuff to say. I feel like if I would have kept setting him up, he would have had other things to say. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, he was, he was a jolly man, I guess. Um, but also very like to the point. Cause I, the first time I went in there, I asked him if they had low profiles. He's like, I'm sorry, we don't carry the low profile. And so, nice. um, so yeah, at first I was kind of mad at him for for giving me those bad that bad news, but then he he was uh you know he was a very personable guy uh, when I made my purchase. So so yeah, so that uh, it was cool. All is well that ends well. Um, there's still some cool stuff in there that I would I would dig having, and I do like the classic logo with the B on there. Um, yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, so I it's like I would I would like to have that hat too, but I cannot own two Beloit's guy carp hats it just would not make sense. no i mean hats are like 40 plus dollars you know and and you just you got to be a little selective uh other, otherwise you really you really go down a rabbit hole with that yeah i mean yeah i think you know having having a good selection is, is fine but once you start adding in the minor league teams too it's like if you get these hats the minor league hats just because they're kind of funny um you could really go off the deep end because there's like they, I think the minor league teams know that at this point now, and sure. it just seems like the teams are getting more ridiculous and ridiculous. There's like the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. Um, there was the the New Orleans Baby Cakes. There's a, um, there's a team called the Trash Pandas, right? Yeah, the Rocket City Trash Pandas. Yeah. So they're really they really just like lean into it all now, and um, yeah, you could really yeah you definitely have to like you know pick and choose. So for sure, hey that that's why their merchandise stores are so so big. That's that's they sell a lot of merch with those names. Yeah, no, I mean, like, the the people who do the Skycarp, like, they're they're good. Um, and, like, you know, I don't know. These teams probably rely pretty heavily on their merchandise. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's going to help them out. Um, you know, uh, it'll go a long way for, for, the, for the franchise, for sure. No, definitely. Um, so, uh, yeah, you were back for this one. Um, it was very, very short. But um, about halfway through the game, maybe almost two-thirds, like, these, these people come down. They're a couple. Um, you know, just thirties in their thirties. And, uh, the guy was just like this big goofy, like party animal guy, but also kind yeah. of a nerd. That's yeah. the only way I can describe him. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they go into the row in front of us and then the, the guy sets his beer in my cup holder. So he sets yeah. his beer in a cup holder in the row behind him. Um, and then his girlfriend was like, no, 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 like, don't put it there. And then, like, you know, he takes it out, and then, like, they sit, like, three rows in front of us and, you know, and, you know, completely, like, disappeared from, from the narrative of this game. <laughs> but, like, how does – what like, what was this guy doing? Did he – does he not understand how, how cup holders are worked or, like, the um, – you know, like, who gets what cup holder? I, I just – you know, I, I, was it his first experience? I don't know. I don't know what, what happened there. It – it didn't make it. It didn't make a whole hell lot of a sense, or uh, uh, whatever. Whole hell of a lot of sense. Yeah. Like, because like before they even did that, they tried to like go from the 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 back walkway, the like concourse, uh, or like whatever you want to call it, and then like step over like a railing and step over the last seat because they were trying to get into our row. Yeah. I almost think that they were supposed to be sitting next to us, but because we were on the edge of the aisle, they just went forward a couple rows. Cause like so they tried to go into that row, then they tried to go like into our row, and then like yeah, then the guy like put his beer down and then like went in the row in front of you and like, 
it was just it didn't make any sense. I didn't know what the fuck they were doing. Like they were making so many weird moves that the guy was at least that we were. It's almost like you just step back and and wait to, to until he's done doing weird shit to react to it. And like yeah, they like the, the the wife was like, "Don't put it there." Like, what are you doing? And like, and he's like, and he was just like, he didn't even say sorry to you. He was just like, oh, ooh, 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 you know, like <laughs> just like look, it was weird. He looked like like a like like an animal, like like kind of scurrying around. Like it was just weird. I I, I can't describe it. It's just no, too hard to describe. He, he didn't even seem drunk though. Just like that, he no. was in some kind of some kind of fugue state. Yeah, like he got bopped in the head and like was like just being weird, <laughs> like doing weird shit. Um, it was just weird. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so yeah, luckily they disappeared after a while. Cause who knows what else they were capable of. Yeah. Um, Jack, I mean, you know, I, as, as we're talking about all these guys, I think we kind of sat in like a seat where we were just asking for weird interactions. Would you agree? For, for sure, man. Um, <laughs> we should, we should sit there again next time and see if that's, that's true. It's, it's hard to explain. Like, so there's like, I don't know, 20 rows or something. Um, and it's just one section cause it's a minor league stadium. And we were, this, this row was so far back that we were basically like on the same level as the walkway. So I think we're just like, we're just right there and people are just walking right by us. Yep. It's funny cause I thought I was buying first row seats, um, on the, on the wall. And it was actually in the last row of this, of this section. So, um, I bought them while we were at the pirates game the night before. So that, uh, that kind of threw through it, I think a little bit, but, um, but yeah, we were just kind of out there for everybody. So I was wearing my baby cakes hat to this game. It's kind of been my go-to uh, neutral hat. I think we talked about that. Um, and so Dennis certainly talked about. Well, no, that's actually later on. But uh, well, we already talked about that. But um, yeah. But uh, but yeah. So um, so I was wearing my baby cakes hat, and this this kind of old timer guy came by, probably in his like uh, early sixties, I would say, um, and. Um, Jack, remind me of how this went down. He he just kind of came up to me and he was like, "What head is that?" Right? I think that's yeah, what... yeah, he did. And and this was another one, Jeremy, where I, I kind of purposely put myself on another universe as, yeah. uh, than you. Like you you were yeah. you were alone in this interaction. Yeah, for sure. Which is funny because I think we're about equal in terms of like getting trapped by yes. by somebody. It's yes. kind of funny. It's like going to a party and like you know you get one person gets trapped in a conversation, and the other person like breaks free, but then you know, they get trapped in a different, uh, inane conversation. So it's just funny how these things work out, uh, when we're at, when we're at ballparks. Um, but this guy, yeah, he said like, yeah, what, what head is that? And I'm like, uh, new Orleans baby cakes. And he's like, Oh yeah, right, 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 right. And like, and then he's like, do you mind if I take a picture of that? Uh, I want to send it to, to, to my buddy or to my son. Or, you know, I want to see if he knows it. Um, did Jack, do you, you said that you thought that he was sending it to his son? Yeah, I I think uh, I do think he was sending it to his son. Yeah, I think that's what he said. Okay, yeah. Um, and so then like I think for a second there I was gonna like pose with the hat on, and I'm like, no, 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 just take the fucking hat off and let him take a picture of it. So I right. did. I took took the hat off, held it up. He took a picture of it, and he's you know he takes the picture like 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 some like like a guy who doesn't really use his phone much or take pictures much does, and he's like, oh okay, yeah, yeah thanks, thanks, thanks. And then like he kind of takes it and then kind of just like wanders off a little bit, um, and then he like. I think that um, I I don't remember exactly what order it happened, but um, let's say he kind of came back. Let's say he 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 walks away, and then he like is kind of like one section over from us, and then he um when he comes back like a half inning later, and he's like, 
yeah, 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 he knew it. He knew it. You know, first guess. Um, so he's like, so yeah, there you go. He, 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 he knew it. Um, he couldn't remember what city they were, but he was, it was the baby case. He knew it and whatever. And then, so, um, you know, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, good. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a unique hat, whatever. I think I said those exact words. Uh, he walks away and then he, then he, then like he walks right back and he's like, yeah, yeah. So they, they still play in that same stadium. Uh, you know, are they still uh, in existence? Like whatever, something like that. And like, you know, just, we were kind of just trading back and forth, like random, like, baby cakes and like new Orleans, uh, minor league baseball team information. But like he, he, he kind of, kind of basically he kind of would walk away and come back and say one more thing and then walk away again and come back and say another thing. Yeah. He was like, he was like Earl Weaver in that clip, except it was like a a pleasant conversation. (laughs) Yeah. Well, maybe not pleasant, maybe a conversation that was just going on a little longer than it should have. It wasn't, it wasn't hostile, let's say. No. Um, so, so yeah. And like, you know, I was kind of, happy to oblige this guy but uh he was kind of like going to the well like several times it, it, it was almost like a situation where i, I could have been like hey buddy you want to pull up a chair and sit down and join yeah. us you know but um but yeah and then eventually he did kind of go away but uh but yeah he was saying like yeah yeah i went to that stadium and uh well, how was that was it, it was pretty nice from what i remember and i was like i'm like yeah yeah pretty nice and then he walked away and i said to jack i'm like it was a dump. I don't know what that guy's talking <laughs> about. Like, and, um, and like, yeah. So like we were just, and then he's talking about like, he was going to like, I think he was like on a ballpark tour and he's like, yeah, man, you know, going to Kane County tomorrow. And I think I mentioned South Bend and all this stuff. And he's like, yeah, yeah I'm trying to catch one of those games too. And um, yeah. So I, he was just like some kind of like baseball wanderer. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a funny interaction, but, uh, but yeah. This next guy, there's no real explaining him, I don't think. And I, I don't I don't know. Maybe we need to start a TikTok for people like this. But um, there was just this weird guy in an orange hat who showed up about halfway through the game and sat about five or six rows in front of us and just started doing the making the weirdest gestures whenever uh, whenever stuff would happen on the field. Yeah, and it's it's been a little bit here, so I feel like I've I've forgotten some of the intricacies of this guy. But I do remember at one point, I don't think he did it. I don't think it was apropos of anything. But he he did put his hands up in the air, and he kind of did like the "Hey, come at me!" like that thing, like like come over here, like where you like kind of wiggle your fingers, you know? Yeah. And he did that, like, but he only held up like three fingers, and he like did that. <laughs> and so, like, imagine doing like, "Hey, come over here." But only with like your thumb and like your first two, your index and your middle finger <laughs> doing like that thing. And he's like, yeah, yeah. And like he was like just just kind of like laughing to himself and like doing that. And I'm like, what was that about? There wasn't like, I don't know. It was weird. Um, I think did he also like sell out for like a T-shirt toss, too, I think like. Yeah, he might have um, at one point like somebody struck out and I think he like made a big gesture of like pointing at the guy or something. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was uh, and it was completely by himself. He was yes. like a, a guy like in his like probably like again, like early, like late 50s, early 60s, I would say. Yeah. Um, and just like, yeah, just just I'm not sure what he was doing and where he was earlier. But uh, but yeah, just uh, just an odd, odd guy. No, and it's like, how did this guy end up at this game? Why did he decide to come? And, like, where did he go after the game was over? Like, (laughs) there's no no way to know. We'll never know. Probably Taco John's, I would say. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, right. Um, He's probably still waiting for his food. Um, Okay, uh, so so some game stuff, though. It it was – the game was kind of a a blowout. 
Um, yeah. You know, it, it was a bit of a disaster. But uh, for, for Beloit, Beloit won the game. Uh, Cameron Barstad, we'd never heard of. He's uh, on the roster as a catcher. He was catching that night. Um, he, uh, I think he, he had a, what did he go? Four for four, five for five, something four, like that. Yeah. Four for four with yep. three runs scored and two RBIs. Yeah. It was the Cameron Barstad game. Um, the pitcher, Alex Williams, who you said you got smut, uh, his autograph smudged by him, uh, had a fantastic outing. I think he yep. went eight innings of scoreless ball. So, uh, so yeah. Or did he give up one run or was, no, it was scoreless, so, right? Yeah. Seven innings, no runs, uh, five walks, one, one K or, one, yeah. or five, uh, Ks, one walk. Yeah, he was outstanding. He was in control the whole game. Um, uh, I'd like to be cool to see him do something. Uh, Khalil Watson hit a grand slam. I think he only had three home runs coming into that game, so it was it was neat to see him hit that, especially since was, he was nice I was trying to, to sign. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, it was cool that we got him before. Um, it. Um, I was trying to look to see if that was his first like minor league uh, grand slam. I, I, I still never got to the bottom of that. But okay, um, yeah, uh, you know, yeah. you would think it was, but uh, yeah, who, who knows? Um, yeah, odds are it probably was. I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was cool to see him, especially since he was kind of struggling at the plate. Um, you know, I think he was hitting around two hundred. Uh, and then uh, uh, our man Gavin Cross. Uh, had some, uh, he had some really nice at bats. Like he just very professional at bats. He worked the count, uh, never looked overmatched. Um, uh, and he also had a really nice outfield assist too. So, uh, I think, you know, he's obviously really raw. He's just in high A, but I think I, regardless of what his, uh, personality, his eccentric personality, <laughs> uh, I, he does seem like the real deal. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. He, um, yeah. High draft pick. Um, again, a guy who I kind of wanted the, uh, the Cubs to take um out of attack and uh but uh but yeah um yeah i think he's gonna be good um in the long run um so yeah um anything else game notes i think that's mostly yeah the big stuff yeah um yeah i think that's about it uh after the game though uh uh they interviewed uh, uh you know they had like an on-field um person whatever who interviewed uh cameron barstad we were kind of waiting for him in the air in the uh area near the dugout uh, where we got Radisson and Watson and, and Mac. Um, so we were waiting for him to come over just because we wanted to get his autograph. Um, I don't think he had a card in that team set. So we, uh, yeah. I had him, you had him sign just one of those autograph cards, I think, Jeremy. Uh, mm-hmm. I had him sign my scorecard. Um, but yeah, we wanted to get him for sure. We also got Alex Williams as well. That was your first autograph casualty. Yeah, that's right. The, the thumbprint there. Um, uh, one thing that was interesting, and I, I might try this in the future, um, some guy leaned over, I guess, I think it was Barstad, broke a bat during the game, and um, he, this guy leaned over and asked him, like, hey, Cameron, do you still have the bat, the broken bat, and uh, if so, can I have it? And he's like, oh, uh, yeah, let me see, and like, he, he looked for it, and he's like, uh, they might have taken it, and then he like looked in like a garbage can in the dugout, and the bat was in there. And he pulled it out and he handed it to the guy. Yeah, which is like cool thing to own. Yeah, absolutely, especially from that game. But like, um, yeah, I mean, like, I think I guess that's something you can do is ask a minor leaguer if you can have their broken bat. And uh, I mean, yeah, then to have him sign it later on would be awesome. Um, So, and that guy, that guy who asked for that had a, a broken bat from someone else too, I think. Um, or a bat from someone else, and he got it signed. I think it was Watson or Barry or somebody. Um, so um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I might. I might try to pull that. Uh, 
you know, it seems like it would be easy to do it at the, at a Beloit game, but I might try it at a South Bend game. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so he got Cameron Barca's broken back. That was pretty that was, cool. That was, yeah, that was cool. Um, uh, yeah. So the game, the game wrapped up though. It was time for us to go outside to get some autographs, uh, after the game. Um, we made the, uh, tough choice to go over to the Beloit side and then try to, uh, you know, try to get a few, uh, quad cities guys at their bus on the back end. Um, so we, we were waiting, uh, over by over by the Beloit side. Um, one guy we both really wanted was uh, the manager for Quad Cities, who was Brooks Conrad, um, who played a couple years in MLB for uh, for you know most namely for the Braves. Although he did have a little bit of time with the Brewers too, which I completely don't remember. Uh, um, yeah. But uh, yeah, he uh, we wanted him. Uh, we had cards of him. Jeremy, you gave me one of his cards, uh, which is cool. But we he ended up not taking their bus, the Quad Cities bus. Uh, at, when we were at the Beloit parking lot, we saw like a bald guy who was older with with like two kids. They yeah. were carrying uh, uh, you know styrofoam boxes with like spread food, um, and they were walking to a car. And y- you were like, "Hey, is that Brooks Conrad?" And we were both kind of like, ah, "I don't know. Like, would he really have his kids with him?" Uh, but yeah, sure enough, um, we later found out it was Brooks Conrad. So he, uh, yeah. he is, he escaped. And I, I think his son had a sky carp shirt on one of his sons did. Yeah. A shirt or hat. Like he, someone was wearing like teal. And so we were like, well, if that's like, we, we, that we, when we thought that that might've been Conrad, we were like, well, his, his kid's wearing a, uh, you know, Beloit shirt. So probably not. Um, and then, yeah, it turns out some guy said, like, yeah, he left uh, out of the parking lot. So, um, so yeah, that was him, unfortunately. Which, yeah, it would have been cool to get him. I think I think if we really want to try to get him again, we, we can, um, whether it's at Beloit or maybe we save it for, um, you know, uh, South Bend maybe. Um, but I think we could I think we could possibly get him. So um, hopefully we can. Um, but, yeah, like, you know, so – when we were by uh, Beloit, um, there was a lot of grapher guys uh, trying to get autographs, and um, honestly, it was a it was a sorry group of guys. Like none of them knew who the players were. Like it's it's you know you kind of take it for granted. Like when there's someone there who can help you identify the guys, and you know certainly like we would like you know we could some we're sometimes those guys who don't know. But it's like these guys were like up front. They had all this stuff. And they, they just kind of had an air like they knew who they were trying to... Like, they had guys they wanted to get, but they didn't know what they looked like. And so a guy would come by and they'd be like, oh, was that was that Barry? Was that Barry? Uh, you know, who was that? And then, like... And then there'd be times where, like, they're like, oh, yeah, I'm trying to get Barry. And, and it's like, he just walked by. You just missed him. Or, like, he's over there signing right now. Like, that happened several times. Um, it's like, yeah, I'm trying to get uh, Watson or, or Mac. The guy's, like, trying to get Mac. And I'm like... Oh, Mac walked out with this guy and like, you just missed him. He's like, Oh man. Like, you know, not, not, not quite like the Miguel Amaya guy, but, but still. Right. right. Um, so yeah. So these guys were just kind of like annoying, whatever. There was one guy in particular who was like, ah, boy, I, I feel like he was probably like what maybe in his like late thirties, early forties. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. that, that was a vibe I got. Yeah. Um, it's hard to tell. He seemed like he was older than us, but, um, you know, that would put him right in our same age range. But Definitely a nerdy guy. I did hear him say earlier, like something like, you know, he was trying. It might have been Jacob Barry, I think. He's like, um, he's like, did Barry come out? And someone said like, uh, no, nah, I think so, maybe. And he's like, well, there's a there's a dollar I've I've lost. I guess it's only a dollar <laughs> though. Like, um, uh, and so like, or you know what it was? No, it wasn't even that. He 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 got a card, 
he had a Jacob Berry card, but he couldn't find it. And he's like, I can't find my Berry. I don't know where my Berry is. Like, where, where's my Jacob Berry? And he's like, well, I guess that's, you know, that's only a dollar down the drain or something like that. And it's like, what a fucking sad sack. Um, and then he, I think he eventually found it and maybe got his autograph, whatever. Um, but he was like, um, yeah, that's right. Okay, I got it right there in the, in the notes. Um, so then, like, um, at some point I heard him, like, he kind of said something. I don't know if he was talking to us at this point or what. But um, I think he was just standing by himself, and like it was a very cold night. Yes. Um, yeah, and we we was it, Jack was debating to bring his jacket with him, um, and I like, uh, um, yeah, I brought mine with, and you ended up ran, running to the car after the game and getting mm-hmm. yours. Um, there was like a, a definitely a, a cold chill in the air, and this guy um, kind of said out loud. I feel like he said out loud to himself this time. He goes like. Hmm, it sure doesn't feel like June 15th <laughs> like yeah. um, because it was so cold out and uh, I don't think you know anyone responded to it whatever um, we would end up going over to the uh, the Quad Cities area uh, where their bus was and um, we were talking to this guy and you know he, he actually he did actually give us like a good tidbit where he was like yeah you know uh, Gavin Cross you know he makes you answer a trivia question uh, to get his autograph. And so we're like, okay, good to know. Good to know. And, uh, then like he said something like, so do you guys graph here a lot? Like, are you from Beloit? And we were like, no, we're from Chicago. And he's like, oh really? And, and, uh, he's like, he's like, I'm from Kedzie and Lawrence, which is like right by where I grew up basically, like pretty close to where we live. And I'm like, yep. Yeah, oh yeah. I grew up right at, uh, you know, uh, here and here. And, and he's like, oh wow. Small world, small world. And then like, then, then like, I feel like a beat passed and he's like, Gee, it, it sure doesn't feel like June fifteenth. Yeah, <laughs> like he, he said it again, basically. It, you know what I think he was doing though, too, Jeremy. At least this is what I heard. Instead of saying June fifteenth, he was saying June fifteen. He's like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, it doesn't feel like June fifteen, and like yeah. there was no there was no th at the end of it. Um, <laughs> so that was it was yeah. a weird like choice of uh, how, how to phrase that. Uh, one thing he did with me too. This was back over by when we were by Beloit. But I had my book open, and he just kind of oh, like he kind of comes next to me, and he just kind of looks down at it, like looks over his shoulder, um, looks over my shoulder, not in an unfriendly way, and he's like, oh, "I'm just admiring what you got there." Uh, <laughs> and then, and then I don't know if you rem- you heard this one. I know you did, but like when he was getting uh, this player Osiris Johnson for Beloit. Um, Johnson was like signing his card and he's like, yeah, yeah, you guys really got the bats going the last few nights. And Johnson was like, yeah, yeah, we're just trying to do it or something. And then like, yeah. and then he walked away. I forget like what non-committal response, uh, Osiris Johnson gave, but it was yeah. just like, it was like an acknowledgement without anything else. I think he, I think he said like, yeah, just trying to get hits or something like that. Just, just <laughs> yeah, trying to get yeah. some hits. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> just admiring what you got that's a yeah guy, that's, i forgot about that no that was uh that, that was good um yeah so J- jacob berry came out and uh you know he was signing for everybody people were just saying like fucking boring stuff to him and it's like just leave this guy alone um i you know he was right there and i had the card so i was like well okay i'll get it signed um you know at this point he must have like purposely left the the cover the cap for the marker like off during the entire game because he signed the card and i mean first of all he personalized it but second of all like 
you can barely see the autograph because the marker is completely dead. Uh, it was so very it's, streaky. Yeah, it, it is. So uh, it was it's probably one of the, uh, you know, one of the shabbier autos I've gotten, which was unfortunate. Um, there was also this guy who was like following Barry out of the uh, out of the oh. parking lot. Uh, or into the parking lot and was asking him like if he would not sign one but not personalize it and yeah. Barry was like no I'm not going to do that and it's just like just leave this leave him alone man come on you, you basically heard like the the graffer's side of the conversation yeah um because Barry was maybe being a little more discreet and I, the guy was saying like well I understand but maybe you can make this one exception or you know or, like I, I'm sure you know I understand you, you you can't do it all the time but maybe just this one time you could do it <laughs> so they, yeah. and it was like this is why he does it does do it. You know, it's yes. like for fucking scum like you, it's like, um, yeah, I will say as far as the personalization goes is like, there are guys who will go up to a guy with like a sheet of eight of eight cards, all yes. of the same card of the same guy of like of the guy. And it's like, those are the guys you should personalize for, for guys like us who like have one card of you, of the guy, um, you know, and unless you see us like with one card every day and it's like, you got those same eight card signed, you just did it over eight days. Um, you know, it seems like you don't have to do that. It seems like if you're coming there with one card, you're just getting it for your collection right. and you're not trying to flip it. Um, and again, like, I think if these guys understood, it's like collectors, if you're buying a card like on eBay or something, like you don't want one that was signed in person. You actually want one that was pulled from the pack. Mm -hmm. So like, it's, it's just not worth as much than if it is if you pull it from a pack so i don't i just i don't think these guys understand that or, or what or they just want to think that their card is so sought after that people are f taking it and selling it or whatever um plus jacob berry probably got like a six seven million dollar signing bonus so right you know it shouldn't matter if some guy sells his it shouldn't matter to him if some guy sells his autograph for like 30 bucks or something. No. So I don't know. But, um, but yeah. Um, yeah, I guess one thing, yeah, before we, before we went back over to quad cities, Edi Cape came out. Who's, um, was a high international dra uh, signing out of Cuba by, uh, the Marlins. Um, I think he signed for three and a half million dollars. Yeah. It was, it was correctly. something like that. Yeah. Which is a lot for an international, uh, free agent. Um, we were waiting for him. That was the guy who we were, we were waiting for. And like, he was certainly, he just was not one of the first people out. So we, we waited a while for him and we were watching guys from quad city spill out and we were just like, God damn it. Like we want to, we, we want to go over there, but I, you know, we, we, we both really wanted ED Cape. So, um, he finally comes out and, um, it was kind of funny. He did sign for us and everything, which was cool, but he was carrying like this huge jug of protein powder, which was funny. Um, and, uh, he was like, it seemed like some of his teammates like were ahead of him and he was like asking them to wait for him. Uh, but yeah, he did have this huge jar of protein powder. Yeah, no, no, that was, that was funny. Um, and then like, yeah, like some guy pulled up and gave him and like three other Latin players a ride home. Um, it was, uh, uh yeah. it, it was weird. Uh, yeah, we should say though too, Jeremy, that this, at this point, we didn't know that that guy from the parking lot with the kids was Brooks Conrad. So we yeah. wanted to get over to the Quad Cities bus to try to get him. Um, I, I don't yeah. think we would have been as eager if we would have known that that was a you know a non-starter. Uh, sure. But you know, regardless, we got Cape, which is pretty cool. We both had him on uh, 2023 Heritage, I think. So um, you know, yeah. al always good to get those signed. Uh, Khalil Watson came out, and so I kind of redeemed myself by getting uh, his autograph on the team card. Um, you know, in addition to the one you gave me, the team card is not a very good card to get signed because it's it's the Beloit alternate jersey where they're just wearing all black and like that's yeah. that's just all all you can see 
in the picture is just this black jersey. So, you know, if you're even even a blue marker, it doesn't it doesn't pop very well. But, you know, whatever, I got it. So that was cool. He was nice enough to sign sign again for everybody. Um, and yeah, so then we went over to the uh, Quad Cities bus and uh, uh, had an encounter with Gavin Cross. Yeah. So um, yeah. So this is when we were talking to that 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 nerdy guy uh, in spot two when he said it doesn't doesn't feel like June fifteenth. Yeah. Um, uh, over there again, and like he was talking to us about Cross. Someone else again, you know, earlier said that Cross personalizes and signs over it. Um, so um, so yeah, like, and he signs over it so guys can't erase the the personalization. Um, and, and this guy prepped us by saying, like, yeah, you know, Gavin Cross will ask you a question. He'll ask you, like, you know, where he went to school, what number was he picked, uh, you know, what was his number in, in, in college, whatever. Um, and so, like, you know, we, we both, I think, pulled up baseball reference and did, like, a quick jam, uh, 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 cram session, you know, um, to try to get some, like, last-minute um, uh, Gavin Cross trivia down, basically. And so he, he does come out. And there was about a line of uh, I don't know eight guys. Would you say, yeah. Jack? Eight yeah, nine guys. And so he 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 kind of like comes out. He kind of like squares up like in front of the guys. I almost feel like he crossed his arms, but he just had that that energy. But he kind of had this like kind of smirk, this kind of like cocky smirk on his face. He's like, oh, <coughs> excuse me. He's like he's like, okay, guys. Who was my favorite player growing up? <laughs> and, and um, and then like all these guys are like, uh, uh, Derek Jeter, uh, 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 Andrew Jones, and um, uh, yeah. So someone said, um, so uh, yeah, they've thrown out all these guys. I don't even remember who else who all was named, but I did know that like I think Gavin Cross was from. Do you remember where he's from, Jack? Is he I think from, he's like, from Virginia. Okay. So yeah, so so he's from Virginia. I uh, went to Virginia Tech. So I I think in my mind I just was like think it I like in a split second I'm just like uh you know um he's that's you know what teams are from the south and I'm like well the Braves I'm like oh I bet he was a Braves fan growing up. And so I think maybe right before me someone said Andrew Jones and then I kind of just said I said Chipper Jones and then he looked at me he's like yeah, got it. And then he like came over and like I put my bo- my book out and he signed for me, and uh, I, I I actually did have two cards of his in my book, but um, I picked this one insert card to get signed and he writes to Jeremy and then he signs Gavin Cross right over my name, um, and wow. uh, yeah he did he, he everything was as advertised he he personalized it and signed right over it. Yeah, um, and that that's funny too, man. Like you answered a pretty tough trivia question where there's no fucking way that anybody should even know that. Um, no. and you would think you answer that question. He wouldn't personalize it for you. Like that, that's your prize is you yeah. get a non-personalized autograph of his. And it's like, no, you just get the same shitty autograph that he gives everybody. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the, your prize is that he does personalize it. It's like, <laughs> like you get the honor of getting a personalized autograph from him. Um, yeah, no, for, for, for sure. When, when I got it, um, I, uh, I for sure thought that he was going to, to like, um, not personalize it. Um, and Jack, I don't know if you caught this part of it either, but um, uh, um, the uh, the guy, the nerdy guy, he said Chipper Jones like a second after me. That's funny. And, or like it was one of those things where it's like it was a tie, you know, or like it was like I might have said Chipper Jones. And when I was like Chipper, like he said Chipper Jones. And like um, and when he was signing for me, I heard that guy say, like, I said Chipper Jones, too. 
<laughs> and like, and Kevin Cross just ignored him and he signed for me and then he got on the bus. That's funny. Yeah. What, so, what a sad, what a sad sack, man. Yeah, for sure. Um, now I can only like, you know, imagine I'm going to run into this guy and not just like at a ballpark, but like going to like, you know, jewel or something, going to the grocery <laughs> store. So, um, but Jack, I have a funny postscript to all of that. Gavin cross stuff Yeah, is, you know, on the back of their Bowman cards, a lot of times it'll give like fun facts about the guy or mm-hmm. whatever. And I'm looking, I read his card afterwards and it says the very last line of his bio says grew up as a grew up as a Braves fan admiring Freddie Freeman and Jason Hayward. That's so funny. It, it doesn't even say anything about Chipper Jones. Like, so I swear to God, if I would have studied his card, I would have said Freeman and Jason Hayward. And I wonder if he would have like, I wonder if he would have signed for me. Yeah. Well, you could have disputed that man, you know? Yeah. It's like, hey, man, that's what your fucking card says, dude. It's right here. Exactly. I'm actually wondering if he was just like, he just like, I was the last guy to say something and I was closest to the bus and he just like, all right, you like, and he signed for me. That, or that's what like, I, I think, man. Like, you know, he's probably, also like he was a kid when Chipper Jones, cause I, I, you know, Chipper Jones was still, you know, pretty good in the, the aughts and, and late, late, uh, late aughts. But, uh, you know, the, the, he was at the height of his powers a little earlier than that when Gar- when Gavin Cross was in diapers, you know, yeah, so Gar- he was born in 2001. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so yeah, F- Freeman and Hayward are, are definitely a little bit more in, in his wheelhouse. Um, so yeah, I agree. I think I think he was just uh, just BSing. And man, could you imagine if every player did that? Like if Stuart Fairchild <laughs> asked you a, a, a trivia question before you know before he signed, it's like yeah, I don't fucking know anything about you, dude. Just yeah. you know, I want your autograph, but I don't know anything. Well, right. You know, it's like maybe if you sign for me, maybe after you sign for me, I'll take an extra interest in you right and and become a fan then you know that it could work that way as well yeah um you know i think that there should be um like merit-based or like knowledge-based incentives for like maybe like playoff tickets or something sure or like like exclusive things like that but like for an autograph it's like i mean how would you ever know that anyway like how, how could i know what his favorite player was growing up if like you know maybe he mentioned it in like a an interview with like baseball America or something, but it's like, I don't know. And if that was, that was probably like four years ago that he said that. So like, it's, it's kind of impossible. So I don't know. No, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, crazy. Um, all right. So, uh, you know, after that, that bus left and we were done for the night. So we, uh, we ended up going into, into our car and just kind of getting everything, everything settled and ready to get on the road. Um, and then, uh, the car to our left, like, you know, the space over, there was this guy, and he was just like a big, a big bearded guy, just a big, big nerdy looking bearded guy. He and, he also had like long ratty hair and was balding uh, yeah. up top too. Yeah, you just just the type of guy you would not be surprised is is, is going for autographs. And so mm-hmm. he's he's sitting in his car. He's got like his uh, the light on in his the car. Dome light, yeah. And yeah, the dome light, and he's just he's just sleeving cards that he's gotten graft, and it yeah. was just like. It was just a, a, a sad way, but like a very appropriate way to, to end the night. Yeah. Sobering and sad <laughs> at the same time. And like, yeah, it's like, I, and honestly, and I've been that guy too. So like, it was just like, it was just like looking into a, a mirror, but, uh, <laughs> but this guy was like, yeah, he was, he wasn't, you know, looking the best, I guess. Um, uh, but, uh, but yeah, it was just like, and, he, and I was like, I was like texting my wife and like putting in the directions and, um, you know, like taking the stuff out of my pockets, getting comfortable for like an hour and a half hour, 45 minute drive home this guy. And so the whole time I was doing that, this guy was just leaving cards 
And uh, <laughs> yeah, it was just like we kept I kept like looking back over and he was still sleeving cards. And I was just, and me and you were talking and recapping stuff. And I'm like, this guy's still sleeving, man. This just, it was just too funny. And uh, yeah, so eventually that ended and we uh, we called it a night. Yeah, well, it's a it's a lo- it's a lonely life for sure. Yeah. Um, sure. All right. Well, that's uh, I think that's going to that's going to wrap it up for this episode. It came a little bit late, uh, but we got it out nonetheless. And, uh, you know, we're actually going to uh, the Cubs game tomorrow if it doesn't get canceled uh, because of wildfire smoke. So we'll yeah. uh, we'll see. Yeah. The air quality in Chicago has been um, dangerous levels the, the last two days. And um, it's I think there's an effect, uh, a warning in effect until uh, tomorrow night at midnight. But um, yes. Yeah, I don't know. It's been a weird couple days here in Chicago, but it's 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 not as intense as it was in New York when the, like the skies were like orange and stuff, and they canceled like the Yankees game. So like, I think we might be okay. They played it tonight, so I think yep. if they if they play tonight, they're gonna play tomorrow. So um, but yeah, it's uh, I I hope I'm not like fucking choking, you know, on the air uh, all game tomorrow. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll see. Um, all right, well uh, for this one uh, for Rain Delay Theater, I'm Jack Sarkowski. And I'm Jeremy D'Inicio. We'll see you next time. Later. Later.